1: You're listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Welcome to
2: episode 21 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show and you can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash donate to donate to the podcast if you are feeling super generous and anything would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm Gerard DiTrolio here with Paul Vosh. Paul, how are you doing? Yeah,
3: starting to feel a bit better now. I mean, it's been a while since we've recorded and I think it was like a combination of like both of us kind of getting busy and then me getting really bad sinus infection over the weekend. So uh, now I'm starting to feel better. Let's just say if we had recorded like, I don't know, a day or two ago, I would have sounded very differently than I do right now.
2: Yeah, but uh, I think it was perfect timing because we managed to get in probably some of the latest Noah show that we'll talk about later. Paul, breaking news uh, from at @metal0515 on Twitter. Now Muto is on a radio show saying he is worried about Sting's fee because of the weaker yen.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I wonder what his solution for that is going to be. Is it like? Is he going to be like, hey, let's sell more, uh, like three thousand five hundred like dollar tickets? He can. Pull, he can pay him in Global Force Gold. Oh God, yeah, that would be amazing if you just did that instead. Just, <laughs> oh God, what if they bring in Jeff Jarrett? Oh, please. <laughs>
2: uh, but I assume that they've got to sort of bring They got to bring Sting in one way or another now that it's already announced and everything. So yeah, yeah. Now,
3: now you can't back out of it now. Where you like, you did the whole thing on Rampage, and you like did a whole big deal about it. You had Tony Khan talk about it and everything, and then you can't just back out because you are like. Oh, the exchange rates bad. So now I have to technically pay a more like kind of a bit would be a bit shit,
2: <laughs> but it's the most Mudo comment ever for sure.
3: Yes, absolutely. To like, to not to like hype up the show, but to complain about the cost. I was like, dude, you're going to get a shitload of
2: money out of it anyway. You're fine. And so, uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, I guess we should probably talk about the passing of Antonio Anoki. um, obviously one of the biggest names in professional wrestling history, although this podcast is very much the child of Giant Baba, I suppose, um, in a lot of ways. But, uh, you know, I mean, when I would have first started following Japanese wrestling in 1999, (laughs) you know, Anoki was sort of on his reign of terror uh, and everything, sort of driving out Shinya Hashimoto out of the company. And then, you know, I was there for all of the, infamous stuff like, uh, Nagata getting knocked out by Mirko Kro- Krokop and stuff. So I have very complex feelings about Enoki, <laughs> and certainly my initial introduction to him was, um, not great. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah no, for feel? me,
3: for me, it was more like kind of like, cause I got into it kind of after that when he was pretty much just like, I don't know when he was more like, just like a legend basically, like he wasn't really all that active anymore, like all he was doing was really like IGF stuff basically at that point, Um, so that's really like my first impression of him and then obviously kind of like finding out all of the like stuff that he did as a politician and everything, like definitely like a very complex person I would say, someone that is obviously hugely important for the history of wrestling, like not just in Japan but like in general, But also someone that did a bunch of shady stuff as well like the way his political career ended where he embezzled a bunch of money and basically got kicked out and some of his like kind of weirder political beliefs as well Uh, and then obviously him nearly destroying new japan but then obviously i mean yes he nearly destroyed new japan but there also wouldn't be a new japan without him like don't think people can't like like, I don't think, like, I know, I know people know that he's, like, the founder, but you really kind of need to read up on the whole process, how, like, New Japan even got founded. Like, you could actually argue that without Anoki, there's also no All Japan, because... Yeah, I
2: think that's fair.
3: Yeah. Um, like, if you actually want to listen to, like, a more, like, con- like, concrete, like, breakdown of the whole, like, story of, like, how that happened is uh, the... Uh, Uh, it's actually over uh, on the Eastern Lariat. You have the... um, uh, They actually had an episode where they talk about uh, uh, the whole kind of, like, Enoki and Baba and the breakup of the JWA uh, with... How do you pronounce it? Kinch, I think? I
2: believe so, yes.
3: Yeah. Who also did an excellent series of articles on it as well. And really, like, Enoki kind of breaking off or kind of getting... Failing in his coup in the JWA and then let that leading to the formation of New Japan is also very key to Baba leaving the JWA as well and forming All Japan. So, really, without Inoki, if Inoki never gets into wrestling or whatever, if he just like a dude that just stays in like Brazil, like if he never gets found, uh, then there's a v- real possibility that this is like a JWA podcast but then again that would be kind of be like the monopoly promotion in japan like and there wouldn't really be anything else like i guess maybe there would be a ddt but there wouldn't be a noah there wouldn't be an all japan there wouldn't be a new japan like the, the, the whole landscape of japanese wrestling would look so vastly different
2: yeah i mean i think if inoki never becomes a pro wrestler though baba would have still been the top guy in the jwa and like he would have gotten all the power because like the T- uh, ntv would have backed him which was basically the, the yeah. case was it not
3: uh yes 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 yeah. uh, like he would have still been like the main guy and everything so um but i mean that's still like it's still a different kind of like there is an entire generation of wrestlers that were like jwa mainstays that basically left the business when that promotion went under. And those guys would have stayed hugely influential, which again, I think would have had an influence on who actually gets pushed. And like, it's, obviously, it's not gonna be completely different, but there's definitely certain things that would have gone a different way. And under like, like a JWA led, uh, like a Baba led JWA is still different from all Japan, I would say.
2: Yes, probably, definitely. But in any timeline, Russia Kamura Kimura would have been the king of the cage match.
3: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. That happens for God. that that is, a, that is a fixed point in the space-time continuum.
2: Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I just have, like, really complex thoughts. Obviously, I recognize, like, how legendary he is, but obviously my first introduction to him was uh,
3: not great. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. That's just, like, literally the first thing you see coming into it, it's, uh, the first thing you see is Inoki just being like, no, it's fine that Nagata got knocked out by Kroko. I, I think that's that's, def- th- that's good for the business actually.
2: Well, one of the first things I would have read about Inoki was like the whole Naoya Ogawa versus Hashimoto thing. So that just uh, you know, put things in perspective.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's <laughs> uh, and Kendo Kashan winning the title after Gracie blows out his ne- after Gracie blows out his leg.
2: <laughs> yep. So many fascinating things that are just going on, and I thought just we had to address
3: that because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Antonio Noki, obviously. And I mean, so, especially because of, I mean, still his influence on Noah today.
2: Yes, it is sort of an inoki promotion a little bit these days, or maybe a lot, you know, uh, for better or worse, I suppose. And so moving on to that, I, it is uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame season. So I just wanted to take a set, quick second to uh, plug. Uh, I got two articles up on VoicesOfWrestling.com. The first article I wrote was why I think uh, Shanshiro Takagi's a Hall of Famer, but if at the very least he should be on the ballot at, because this is like DDT's 25th anniversary this year. And lo and behold... I got Shanshiro Takagi on the ballot (laughs) under non-wrestlers as a promoter, basically, because that's his only case uh, as a promoter, not a wrestler. And then I also have another article basically on why I think Tiger Jeet Singh is a slam dunk Hall of Famer, because he is back on the ballot this year under the historical category. And he had only been on the ballot before in 1998 and 1999. And in 1999, he fell Below the 10% threshold. Uh, I'm not sure why. That's just really surprising given how big a star in Japan he was. I don't think he was quite as big as Abdullah the Butcher, but he was close. And so it just always seemed pretty obvious to me that he should be a Hall of Famer given his Japan run from like 1973 to about 1992. Because in 92, he headlined like a Yokohama Stadium show against Onita. In front of thirty thousand people, so that's almost like twenty years as you know a sizable draw in Japan.
3: Yeah, no, I think both of those. I think like both like both of those articles are very well worth your time to read up as well. And uh, to be honest, I'm not sure if I would vote for either of them if I had a ballot. But like definitely, like reading the articles like made me reconsider that
2: uh spoiler alert we'll talk about this more later before the deadline but i am voting this year for the first time ever and i will be voting for both of them of course (laughs) (laughs) no that would be
3: very weird basically (laughs) you're like both Um, of these guys are slam dunk hall of fame but i'm not gonna vote for them uh, well i think
2: (laughs) i think singh is absolutely slam dunk i think people are going to debate takagi a lot more but uh there's promoters in the hall of fame basically based on how long they lasted. Like, Don Owen is in there because he promoted for 50 years.
3: Yeah. And he got a lot of votes and from... Portland was never nearly as big as, like, DDT is. Like, that's the yeah. way the way he... Like, the way what Takagi managed to make DDT into is not something, like, Portland ever even got close to.
2: Right. Now, Don Owen also helped got over the line because all of the older wrestlers vote for him because he had good payoffs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that helps, but... You know, uh, but that's, that was like, so I sort of look at that as sort of like your baseline of, uh, you know, what a promoter can
3: be to get in. Yeah. So, but I mean, you uh, could argue that he is like, the like Takagi is basically the greatest thing to ever happen to comedy wrestling, basically.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I'm not even here to talk, like defend his comedy as I am sometimes not a fan of it. But I, I think it's just the influence and the longevity there. Yeah. And he's, as far as I'm thinking, he's, like, the second most powerful man in Japanese
3: pro wrestling after Kidani. Yeah. Which is weird to think about, like, knowing where DDT originally comes from.
2: Well, yeah, and that's the point of why, like, there's no yeah. one like
3: him and why he should be a Hall of Famer, basically. Yes, exactly, exactly. No, no, no. That's fascinating person.
2: And so we will start and move on to All Japan, who had their show at Corican uh, Hall on October 2nd in front of 821 fans which i gotta say is kind of decent given uh what this was main evented by
3: yeah uh i think i was definitely happy when i saw the number it's because the junior heavyweight title like really almost never gets to like main event a show and really to kind of go to like above 800 like Without a triple crown title match for promotion like All Japan, I would say you can count it as a win.
2: Yeah, this is the first time the junior title main evented and Hall, and I think possibly Mm. any show since, I want to say February or March 2013. I can't remember the exact date, but it was main evented by, I think, Kanemaru versus... Kai? No, because Kai had just become a heavyweight. Shuji Kondo. Ah. I think, and that was the uh, the five match series when Burning came into the company.
3: Yeah, that, that's that was... a very you're talking about a very different promotion at that time.
2: Yes, but still, I that's the last time uh, the title main evented. Mm-hmm. So we had the opening match, and we'll just go through this undercard real quick because I thought there was really nothing to it. Yoshi Tatsu Tajiri. And June and Ray Saito uh, defeated Shuji Ishikawa, Takao Mori, Izanagi, and Hokuto Mori in nine minutes and thirty-eight seconds with a pile driver from Ray on Izanagi. So uh, Ray seems to be
3: getting all the big falls. Paul. Yeah, I mean, he's makes, the sense one who me. uh, makes sense to me. Because uh, he pinned Shuji Ishikawa. Makes sense to me. I mean, he is the more charismatic one. At this point, yes. So yeah. I think they see that in him for
2: sure. Uh, match was, you know perfectly acceptable little opening match yep. uh next up for the Gayori tv title toshizo defeated dan tamara in 10 minutes and 22 seconds with a fisherman buster um i mean it was fine it was a little disappointing it was just there it wasn't even wrestle like toshizo didn't cheat or anything which is good but it didn't really have any sense of like this guy's an aggressive heel either
3: yeah like, i don't really think him up i don't even get why this this like I feel felt like the whole like Dan versus voodoo murderers like story felt concluded when like at Budokan when they did the AL Asia title match and he won So I don't even know why they did this one and yeah like I said it wasn't a bad match but it was also just kind of there had like no intensity and yeah it was just a perfectly acceptable wrestling match and then it was over and I felt really kind of nothing as we'll talk about later, who
2: knows where Voodoo Murders is going. Yeah. Um, next up, we had the Hokkaido Tourism Ambassador Showdown special singles match. Toriyano defeated Black Mensa Ray in 7 minutes and 48 seconds by countout. i, I said I was long over Toriyano, but I was somewhat curious to see what would happen in All Japan against Black Mensa I thought this was horrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was exactly kind of what I expected it to be. It was just all Toriyano steak and. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that, that he even did anything different. Like, it was just literally, this could have been, like, he could have had the exact same match in New Japan. And there would have been no difference here. Like, it was yeah. just so, bad so comedy.
2: Bas- yeah, so basically Bak Mensa Ray tried to, like, trap Yano under the ring, but it was Yano that ended up trapping Mensa Ray under the ring for the count out. Yeah. And then, next up, uh, Jake Lee and Yuma Aoyagi defeated uh, Suwama and Kono in eight minutes and 32 seconds when Kono got disqualified uh I thought there wasn't much to this match it looked like it was about to pick up and then the DQ happened you know it was just storyline advancement
3: yeah I mean really the, the match was kind of pointless I think it was all about the like post-match angle right and oh god I, I couldn't believe it but I guess I
2: should have seen it coming <laughs> the Sato brothers joined Voodoo <laughs> murders
3: they really are the dream warriors yeah i don't know how i feel about that
2: i mean i don't know is this leading to them like turfing out suwama i think maybe i don't or know. is
3: this gonna lead to like them just shunting out all of the like non all japan members of voodoo murderers like back onto the indies and then we just have voodoo murderers all japan version and voodoo Murderous zero one version
2: yeah i could see that um i can't believe i'm about to say this but Taru as the Saito's manager as not like a voodoo murders thing would mm-hmm. be actually not a bad idea. He actually
3: looked really good in the suit. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I'm just trying to rationalize this and I really
3: can't, but
2: we'll see. I don't
3: know. No, I think he it would re- like, I think he'd like, that's probably if they want to keep him around, that's like the way to go is to just have Taru be like the manager instead of having him wrestle. Oh God. Yes. For
2: sure. So, yeah, that was the big storyline advancement on the show. And then next up, when things really picked up uh, for the an All Japan 50th anniversary special match, Yuji Nagata, Yuto Nakashima, Ryohei Oiwa, and Kosei Fujita defeated Kento Miyahara, Takuya Nomura, Ryo Inoue, and Yuma Anzai in 14 minutes and 14 seconds when Fujita used a crab hold on Inoue. Uh, this was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... Like, the the young guys, young lions, young boys in All Japan, I don't know what you can call the All Japan guys, they just, like, stiffed the shit out of each other. It was great. And they, like, wrestled their asses off and everything. And it was sort of fun, you know, because, like, Nagata and, like, Miyahara would get in there and everything for a couple of seconds. But it was really about all the young talent. And it was, oh, man, if if the crowd could have made noise in this match, it would have been incredible.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You could actually, like, just feel, like, the murmur in the crowd where they were, well, I mean, they did break, like... The oh, noise, yeah, they made some noise, especially at as yeah.
2: it went on, but it's just the actual full cheering crowd it would have been awesome. Yes,
3: yes, that would have, absolutely, that would have made the match even better. Uh, I think that also, again, like, really showed that, like, they've got something here with, like, Yuma and Zai. like, because I thought he looked really good in here as well. And... Obviously, I mean, New Japan has, like, an excellent school, but I think they all, like, really showed up here. Like, in a way, like, it wasn't quite as intense, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of those uh, Noah versus New Japan, like, face-offs that we got, like, a few years back. Like, those were even more intense than this was, but, like, this, like, definitely reminded me of it. Like, it got close
2: did you ever see the initial noah juniors versus new japan juniors matches from like i think 2003 2004 uh i don't think i have that's what sort of popped into my head with that because that was incredibly heated and that was before the heavyweights even started mixing it up really a lot
3: yeah so like i would actually hope that like with nagata sticking around and maybe we'll get like a little bit more of this because i would definitely be in favor of that well, and I think it would uh, definitely do the New Japan, like, like Young Lions, and like, like I think it would both groups, like I think, would very massively like benefit from having like other people to work with than just like the same one or two guys, basically.
2: I want Nagata to bring his little Kazakh uh, or big Kazakh. Uh, oh yeah, trainee. the big
3: Kazakh, yeah. Can't and then he, can, he can wrestle Cyrus. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, because that guy looks like an incredible... Looks- yeah, that, that guy is
3: a big unit. Like, holy yeah. shit.
2: Well, that's what Nagata managed to... He still managed to get a star
3: pupil of his own, even if he couldn't get Anzai. <laughs> I think that's basically his rebound. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't get you my Anzai, so I'm just going to go to fucking Central Asia, just fight the biggest dude I can see, and just go to a random wrestling school, find the biggest dude I can see, and then just bring him over to Japan.
2: Also, uh, one spot... Because I've watched this match, because this match they put up on YouTube, which I thought was such a great idea. So if you don't have all Japan TV, you can go on their YouTube channel and watch the match in full. And one, and I've watched this three or four times, and I, every time I see it, I burst out laughing. You know when Nagata goes for his low drop kick fake, but while Miyahara fakes him out, and then Miyahara does the salute and then <laughs> drop kicks Nagata's leg, it is just so funny. And I just laugh every time on that. Uh, yeah, so no. this is obviously a very memorable match. Um, yes. So like, check it out. Absolutely. And for
3: once, All Japan does like a good marketing move by like putting something up for free on a YouTube that seemed to get some buzz. Yeah, for
2: sure. I was like retweeting it constantly and everything is like, you watch this, right? And, and uh, everyone agreed. I think it, uh, the people that did watch it all mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. So good job by All Japan. And then we go on to the World Tag Team titles. Uh, Shotaro Ashino defeated, oh, sorry, and Ryuki Honda defeated koji and Kuma Arashi in 14 minutes and 31 seconds with the final vent uh, from Honda on Arashi. Um, I thought this was pretty good, especially in the closing stretch. Um, but I don't know. I guess I was kind of expecting even a little more
3: from this. But I mean, yes, it's still very yeah. good. It was good, but I would say it was one of the weaker title defenses that Ashino and Honda have had. Yeah, like it was definitely still a good match because they're an excellent team. But I, I also went in expecting like a bit more, like especially after I actually liked that uh, Twin Towers versus I Kuma-Doi thought that
2: match. Twin Towers match was better than this. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like so, I was like going into this being like, oh, this is given how good Honda and Ashino have been, and given that Kumadoi Doi managed to carry like the Twin Towers to a good match. That in theory means that they should have a great match with each other, but it it was it was good. But I was also like walking away, being like, mm, okay, that that was it. Okay, that was fine. Yeah, but definitely was like could have been a bit more. Just yeah, I, I don't even know why. Like I, because there wasn't I, really anything wrong with the match.
2: These guys could have used a couple of more minutes to really have a yeah. great final stretch and i don't think they got that because they're cap- these guys could go 20 minutes easily and have an amazing tag match i think
3: yeah but I, f- I feel like maybe they also wanted to like save up some time and really give like the junior match the yeah, time it deserves for sure so i guess it's just they just were basically the victim of like we need to cut some time somewhere so you, you guys are just a semi-main so you're just getting 14 minutes
2: yeah And in the main event for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight title, Atsuki Aoyagi defeating Rising Hayato in 17 minutes and 59 seconds with a firebird splash for his first successful defense. This was incredible. I would say that it absolutely flirted with match of the year candidate territory. I don't think it quite got there for me, but, like, these guys took the ball and ran with it to really establish, like, Aoyagi's, like, we have a new junior division type thing. And it was awesome. There were some insane spots. Um, Hayato did a swanton bomb off of the post to the outside with Aoyagi on the ground. Did you see that he, he did
3: the Jeff Hardy post before he did it? Yes.
2: Uh, I would say you should stop using Jeff Hardy as an influence, but, <laughs> you know... Um, but and there was just like lots of fly moves, poison rana, lots of near falls. I thought it was really interesting uh, the way, some of the structure because like Aoyagi really um, looked like he had like Hayato's number early on, sort of dominated. But then Hayato made the like quite the comeback, and that's when all the really crazy stuff started. And but uh, Atsuki eventually put him away, and I think this is a like generational feud in the junior division for a year the next few years to come. Really, yes
3: yes absolutely like this is what this division is going to be built around for like a while so i really hope that they like these two are obviously excellent uh, but they also need to have like a good division around them because like just like they need to have the complementary pieces as well and i think right now it is mostly just a bunch of older guys around them So I think that's really kind of the next step now is, like, you need to capitalize that you have something here with these two and actually, like, bring in some younger guys as well, or build up some younger guys from your own dojo that are, like, juniors, that you actually can have a proper division and can actually capitalize that you have two very special talents in your division right now.
2: I think there's a case to be made for speeding up Ryo Inoue's development.
3: Yeah. Good. Because
2: if he's just going to be an opening match rookie for like two more years, I think that sort of doesn't help the junior division.
3: No, exactly. Uh, I think that's kind of where some of like some, like all Japan has kind of been hurt a little bit by like sticking to kind of more of an old school development approach. Like they need, bas- they need basically, they need bodies on the roster. So they kind of should speed people up a little bit. But I also feel like they should bring in people from the outside to be... Kind of their own trainees like not just start them completely green but maybe people that have trained elsewhere like for example hayato like yes he is a product of the dojo but he did wrestle prior to joining all japan
2: uh he's still listed as a double contracted ihame uh, i think is how you say it mm-hmm. uh, pro wrestling
3: yeah so again if you bring in guys like that did you kind of see somewhere like the lower indies that you're like oh this guy has potential then like just put him under contract, or, and then just bring him in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they should probably like, not use Oji Shiba as a jobber either.
3: Oh, yeah, no, that, again, that's another guy that you probably should. Like, like I said, I'm somewhat hesitant about pushing him just because right. of his like, injury history. But, yeah, it's actually, well, I mean, okay, because I was talking about bringing in younger guys, but I think there's actually one older guy that I think would be excellent for All Japan to bring in as just for like a quick run and then putting over Atsuki at the end of it. And that's Naruki Doi, who recently became a freelancer. Like, I think he would would be perfect. Would he
2: would he be willing to do that?
3: I mean, we're going to see what he does during his DDT, like because he has like a bunch of DDT dates coming up. Yeah. So but I but I would say that Doi never struck me as like a guy that is very protective of his butt like i think doy always was like a guy that was like willing to put people over
2: well we'll get into this in a bit but i don't think bringing in outsider veterans just to have Atski beat them is the worst idea either though
3: Yeah, as, as long as they're not as long as they're like willing to you know like yeah exactly put in an effort and they're not gonna tiger mask it so <laughs>
2: All right, so we'll just uh, preview the next two upcoming shows, and then we'll go over the real-world tag league lineup. Uh, so on uh, October 22nd, we've got the uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling 50th anniversary in Sanjo, the soul of a champion. Uh, Sanjo is uh, Giant Baba's hometown, so this is sort of what some of this sets up. Yoshitatsu 20th anniversary match. Yoshitatsu versus Suwama. That should uh, actually be good. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have the most surprising chemistry in history. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling 50th Anniversary Special Match in Sanjo. Masanobu Fuchi at Sushio Nita and Yuma Anzai versus Jinsei Shinzaki Masao Inoue and Ryo Inoue. <laughs> um, fascinating. Yes, that but, is a
3: very fascinating match. So, I would say Anzai is actually going to be on a winning side here. Yep, he's going to get his first win.
2: Uh, Fuchi mm-hmm. might.
3: Pin in a way, or yeah. one of the Inouye's. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Inouye's. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, which Inouye is actually taking the fall? Well, yeah. he
2: pinned Masao at the 50th anniversary show. So, or maybe maybe they just bribe Onita with a win. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Uh. I don't think. Yeah. Inouye and Anzai have not been on the opposite side of a match
3: yet. So I sort of want to see them uh, tangle. Yeah, and which one kind of basically he gets put into like the preferential position, which well, in a way we'll obviously has something. seniority over him, but Anza well, is not, very clearly the-
2: We'll talk to about that in a second. I think it's clear where this is going. Yeah. Um, and the next up we had uh, Tajiri and uh, Takuro Niki from 2AW versus Izanagi and Black Mensure. Um Sure. Shuji Shuji Ishikawa versus Rising Hayato. It's such a bizarre match.
3: I don't know. Any
2: y- yeah, I don't like Hayato taking another fall yeah. like this like, right after, but
3: whatever. Uh I mean, he, he just had another... a title shot like you can just Yeah. Like build him back up. It's fine.
2: Uh another match I'm not a big fan of uh for reasons we'll get into. Jun Saito and Ray Saito versus Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara. It's a non-title match for the all uh for because Sato and Tim mm-hmm. are the All-Asia Tag Team Champions. I guess this is sort of like they want to sort of demonstrate that the Sato's are above the All-Asia Tag Titles. But I guess. I mean, it's the only I mean, We already know they are. Like... Yeah, I guess. Um, and the next up, we have the Gung Nir of Anarchy Team, Shitaro Shino, uh, Ryuki Honda, Yusuke Kodama, and Sego Tachibana. Versus Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi, Atsuki Aoyagi, and Hokuto Omori. That should
3: be pretty good. Yeah. Is this the first time we actually had the entire GOA team together? Uh, I'm not. I can't remember. Maybe. Because yeah, tachibana has if...
2: been like you know, cheering them on from the side. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like we, I think we've we've had like a six man, but I don't think we've ever had them like all four of them together in a match. Yeah so
2: that could uh there could be a setup for a junior title ma- upcoming junior title match in this possibly
3: i think oh yeah true yeah with kodama yeah that is actually a possibility
2: oh no because the junior title match is the next day so i don't know if we'll set that up before
3: yeah that so, yeah
2: no that's true that would be a bit weird so i would maybe Tachibana is just eating a fall
3: here. and i mean minoro isn't in this match so they can't set anything yeah them. exactly
2: <laughs> and then in the main event uh for the Triple Crown and also Takao Mori's 30th anniversary match. Ketomiya versus Takao Mori. Paul, I might have unrealistic expectations <laughs> of this match.
3: Probably. like Because I'm like, I think it's going to be fine. I don't expect a match of the year content. I think Omori has been good, but yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, it's not going to be bad, but I think maybe I just feel like Omori's going to go crazy because this is his 30th anniversary and I'm pretty sure this is going to be his
3: last Triple Crown challenge. Oh, yeah. I think that unless there's, like, another disaster with all Japan (laughs) where, like, half the roster leaves again, like, I think this is definitely going to be his last Triple Crown challenge. But question is, so when Miyahara wins this, does he also win Takao or Mori's 30th anniversary?
2: I do not believe that is on the line. Okay. Uh, Yeah, um, but,
3: uh, I mean, I think if they just go, go,
2: go, 15 to 20 minutes, it could be really, Mm -hmm. really good.
3: Oh yeah, I, I think there's definitely like. There's definitely a higher ceiling with this than there would be with like a normal Omori match. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for
2: sure. Um, so I'm actually quite excited for that. In all honesty, I don't know. Uh, just uh, I, I have a feeling Omori's gonna really work hard. Yeah. And then like so, going on there... with a bang, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, he worked really hard in that like five-minute match against Jake Lee. Like, yeah. So, we'll see. Um. And the next up, we go to the next day on the 23rd in Osaka, edion Arena number two. We got a show here Yoshitatsu and Tajiri versus Izanagi and Black Mensa Ray. Sure. Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi, Hokuto Omori, and Ryo Inoue versus the Strong Hearts team of T Hawk, Al Lindeman, Issei Onitsuka, and Shigehiro Irie. That should be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jun. Hey. Saito. <laughs> uh jun saito and rei saito versus yuji nagata and yuma anzai uh that'll be interesting yeah i would assume that the saitos could be able to still pin anzai at this point
3: yeah i um, think that's still fine like if he is getting protected but he's still a young boy like this is still like his what fifth match ever I think it's okay <laughs> yeah uh all asia tag team title hikaru sato
2: and dan tamara v- defend against yusuke kodama and Sego tachibana uh, so, actually, I'm going to revise it. I think Dan Tamer is probably eating a fall in that tag the day before.
3: Um, yeah. Uh, and do you think they're retaining the titles, or do you think they're losing to JOA?
2: Um, uh, they should retain, I think, and I think that's what they will. Because, yeah, I Because th- neither say... of – I know that they're the tag titles, but neither Kodama and Tachibana are contracted – and they usually at least have one of the champions
3: contracted. True. Like,
2: with the All-Asias, or the tag titles
3: yeah. in general. So I mean, I guess it kind of depends, like, what happens in the next match as well. Yeah. I could maybe we'll see them that. put, like, both sets of tag titles on, like,
2: Gangnya. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is it, like, a thing where it's, like, well, Dan Tamara is just a chase guy and not a champion? I think so. Like, just
3: the way he wrestles, he's not... Like a guy that should hold the title for a long time. Yeah.
2: So we'll see about that. I'm, but I'm leaning towards Sato and tamara But mm-hmm. it's certainly not impossible for Kodama and Tachibana to win. Next up, we have uh, for the uh, World Tag Team Titles, shutara ashino and Ryuki Honda defend against Suwama and Kono. Even though Suwama and Kono have not won a match, they challenged the tag champs and <laughs> got it. Um. Paul, I'm a little nervous about this match. It's not unusual to do a mm-hmm. title change shortly before the real world tag league and I don't think they should, but how concerned are you that that will happen?
3: I am somewhat concerned, but in a way I'm actually less concerned since the Saito turned. Right because yeah previously i would have been like yeah if any team from voodoo murderers is going to win the title it's going to be this one and also given the history with suama and ashino as well yeah um but i think because the cytos have turned i think they're the more likely team to take the titles of of honda and ashino right and there's a story already in there because they yeah they lost January to them Trump. and they were still faces, and now they're coming back. As hit, yeah. like they're gonna win like tag league, and then beat them in January, I think. It's oh, a story right. that makes okay. more sense to me.
2: Okay, um, that does make sense. So I think yeah, like Ashino will make Kono, Kono tap or whatever. Um, and then we have the uh, PWF World. This is not in order, I should say, um, for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Title: Atsuki Oyagi versus Minoru which, uh, I don't know, if he's got his working boots
3: on, I think it'd be pretty great. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, also, again, like I would assume Atsuki is winning this, but I don't know. You never know with the junior title in All Japan. But I, I would say like, this definitely has a potential to be good.
2: Well, first of all, a great wrestler doing the job is never an unexpected thing. And um, <laughs> and on the other end,
3: I had to got, think. That, I had to think there for a second. <laughs> Wait, yes. oh, oh, right, right, I get it.
2: And on the other end, you've got the Strong Hearts team will probably will definitely win their match.
3: Yeah, so they'll split the difference, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, and again, like I don't know what you would really, like, especially because Manoro was just like an all age champion. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think there's really much of a point to like end Eoyagi's reign right now, like. I think you'd really want him to carry that one for a while and really establish himself to really, like, as he, uh, as he said earlier, like, this is a new division now. And what better way to show that than, like, give the new ace, like, a lengthy reign?
2: Against a le- and, and have him beat a legend. Yeah. You
3: know? Uh, yeah,
2: he's because Menorah's won all th- three junior titles, right? Noah, IW, GHC, IWGP, and then the All Japan, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. So, Did yeah, he win the J quite... C one? Didn't he win it like two, three years ago? Like maybe in the Ledet years or something? Mm, maybe, like it wasn't yeah. that
3: long ago. Yeah, I'm just like, because he definitely won the tag, junior tag titles, the GHG junior tag titles. But yeah, I think he might have had like a singles reign as well in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. It was, it was like in the last five years, I think. Oh, um, yeah, yeah,
3: when they were like pretty much just kind of devastated. And again, it yeah. makes sense that he would win it during the Ledet reign. No,
2: so. Or maybe it was just before, I don't know if, I can't remember the, I can't, can't remember all the dates of Noah ownership changes.
3: <laughs> yeah. All I know,
2: I think the, uh, yeah, because. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, uncom- he, did,
3: he did win it in 2019.
2: Oh, in 2019, that's even yeah. more, I thought this was like 2017, 2018. Okay. So no, I no, think no. Ledet
3: yeah. was, that would have been Ledet. Like, he, uh, but he held it for, like, he held it for pretty much exactly a month. Like, he beat yeah. Daisuke Harada, and then he lost it to Kotaro Suzuki the next month with, like, mm-hmm. no other, with no other defenses in between. That's, and then, yeah, no, he has won, like, every other, like, I mean, in theory, like, he also won the Yuta. level that's middleweight, but he also won the Zero One. one Like, he pretty much has, like, won, one, like, pretty much literally every, like, junior title in Japan that there is.
2: Yeah, so that's a big win, I think, and he's going to get it. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Atsuki's going to get it. Yeah. And then so then we've got uh, Kento Miyahara, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba versus Takao Mori, Suji Ishikawa, and the bodyguard. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It'll be fine, I guess, uh, and
3: Shiba will probably
2: eat the pin.
3: Yeah, so I guess Ishikawa is going to be the next challenger then. For the triple crown? Yeah, because he's going mm-hmm. to beat Hayato. He's probably going to pin Shiba here.
2: I have a theory on who it's going to be, but we'll get to that in a second.
3: Okay. Well, true, we are not going to get the challenge for a while now. We're not going to get one until the yeah. Next they usually year, yeah.
2: set it up out of the real world tag league. Um, so, and I think I I think I see where this is going. Okay, I don't know, but we'll get to my theory in one second. And then on uh, October 30th, there's a, just a Shin Kiba first ring show called AJPW or hashtag AJPW Halloween Maniacs. Uh, Hokuto Omori versus Yusuke Kodama. Their team finally collides. <laughs> Kent, Kento Miyahara and Rising Hayato versus Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi. That should be really good. Uh, rematch of uh, one of the best matches this year, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, Shotara Ashino and Ryuki Honda versus Takao Mori and Masao Inoue. Yeah, um, you also forgot
3: Yuma I versus Noya Nomura. Well, I was going
2: to say that for last because ah, okay. I wanted to, um, to talk about the other participant. Um, Suwama, Jun Saito, and Ray Saito versus Jake Lee, Shuji Ishikawa, and Ryo Inoue. Could you be any more obvious <laughs> with your match booking? I don't results? know.
3: I wonder yeah. who's taking the pin here.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you got to it. Yuma Anzai versus, and he's finally returned, Naoya no Mura. Uh, which, A, should be a great match. Yeah. And uh, hope I don't know. I, I keep like working myself into
3: this. He's coming home, it's coming he's, home. He's gonna do it eventually. I mean, I yeah. guess maybe we will see when they do the announcements of like people getting signed in January. We, well,
2: we while he's absent from what we're about to talk ne- about next, and I thought there was a small chance he'd be in it, but the real world tag league teams mm-hmm. were announced, Paul. And there's eight teams this year in one block, not doing the four by four. Like last year, which I thought I kind of liked. Yeah, that would um, pretty
3: well. Yeah, Cause I, I always like find semi. it weird when a when a tournament doesn't have blocks. Like, it always feels odd. Yeah. Uh,
2: it works in the tag league, but I don't like yeah. singles like that. Yeah. Um. So the tag league teams are Kento Miyahara and Takuya Nomura, which is an interesting uh, team, and mm-hmm. they uh, are the uh, can they coexist team. <laughs> And then we've got the Saito brothers, Suwama and Kono, uh, Shotaro, Shino, and Ryuki Honda, your world tag team champions, Suji Ishikawa and Cyrus. I think we talked about that they had formed a tag team last time. And here's a big one. Yuji
3: Nagata and Yuma Anzai. It's going to continue to whisper uh, Okada's salary uh, into his (laughs) ear every time they tag. (laughs) Paul,
2: you know who else debuted in September and was in the Real World Tag League that fall, or that winter, or fall? Uh, is it Wadru Nakayama? It is. <laughs> he was in the 1992 Real World Tag League, teaming with Akira Taui. Um Now, I can't say Anzai was quite as good as Akiyama was, but uh, it's uh, it's a big deal, I think, for him to be in this.
3: I mean, there's other like people that became like absolutely standout, excellent wrestlers that weren't as good rookies as like Jun Akiyama is. there's literally yes, like exactly. probably like a handful of people, like a literal handful, like five maybe in the entire history of wrestling that were as good right out of the gate as Akiyama was.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not big like Kurt Angle, Utami Hayashi Shishida, Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, Takumi Fujiwara. Yes so it's a small list, yeah. and then uh kojidoi, kuma arashi and Kojidoi, and then uh the team that they've sort of been building up the longest, if you think about it, Jake Lee and Yuma
3: Aoyagi. finally um, together
2: <laughs> like nuts and gum
3: <laughs> i was I was more thinking about like the the superpower uh, the the mega powers handshake
2: yes um and so just quickly uh. I'm not going to go over all the shows, even though the entire schedule is out. But just to look at, December 7th is the final night. And this is, there's no finals. Like this has always been sort of, not always, but traditionally back in the days, like when this tournament started in the 70s, there was no finals. It was like, who has the most points on the final night? And so on that show, we've got Jake Lee and Yuma Aoyagi versus Kojidoi, Suwama oh. and Kono versus Nagata and Anzai. Miyahara and Nomura versus the Saito brothers, mm-hmm. Ashino and Honda versus Ishikawa and Cyrus. Paul, does anything there scream at you? What's going to happen?
3: Well, to me, it's like the Saitos are going to beat like Miyahara and Nomura. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and does that, does that set up hmm?
2: Takuya challenging on January
3: third? That could uh, is Takuya going to join Voodoo Murderers? <laughs> Well, no, but
2: they're going to... That might be a
3: thing where, like, they get upset, at, where, like, he gets upset at, like, Kento afterwards and then challenges him. Yeah. No, I could, that's I, that's could definitely see that happening, yeah.
2: Paul, what are the chances that... Because there's no tiebreakers in All Japan tournaments, How what do you see of, uh, a, like, a tie and then an actual finals?
3: I could see that happen as well. So... I would say in that case, I guess the most likely one. Like, because to me, I think... That, well, okay, here's the thing. Who do you think is winning?
2: I think it's Lee and Aoyagi, actually.
3: What, so who would you think are they facing? Like, in case of a tie, who are they facing in, like, the final then? Miyahara Nomura? See, because I would maybe think it could would be the Saito's. Saito's.
2: Yeah, that's very possible, too, actually. Because, like,
3: if that happens, I would say it's going to be Jake Lee and Yuma Aoyagi versus the Saito's okay
2: and i think i think lee and aoyagi can beat the cytos and the cytos lose nothing if they like are in the quote-unquote finals Mm -hmm. like i would Um, still
3: say they they win but yeah i i I think like the second likeliest team to me are like drake lee and yuma aoyagi yeah i think
2: i think ishikawa and cyrus beat the tag champs to sort of set up a tag team title challenge like in like February or something. Yeah,
3: and I think Nagata and Anzai are beating Suwama and Kono on that final night. Yeah, to and upset that's them. sort of why I don't think... Okay, so one of the reasons why
2: I don't think Suwama and Kono are winning because they're going to have Nagata and Anzai beat the quote-unquote... Yeah. Uh, would they have them beat the World Tag Team Champions? I don't think so. No,
3: and it would be weird if the Tag Team Champions are already eliminated on the final night. Yes, and
2: uh, well, I just... Yeah. And now, is this going to be Nagata and Anzai's only win?
3: I could definitely see that happening. I could maybe see them get a win over Toy and Arashi. Yeah. But then everything else, I think, they're just going to lose. I mean, it's fine. Like, it's already a massive achievement for Anzai to be, like, in this tournament in the first place. Like, literally, like, weeks after he made his debut. Yeah.
2: And then, now... Because every time I think that All Japan might do a tiebreaker finals in the tag league, they don't. <laughs> um, what do you think of Lee and Aoyagi versus Koji Doi and Arashi basically being the finals with both teams in contention? That, to me, seems like the most likeliest.
3: See, no, because I think the Saitos are winning. So I think Miyahara and Nomura versus the Saitos are, is the most likeliest. Like, I think it's going to tell us a lot when we actually find out the match order. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, we don't have a match order yet. Yeah. So,
3: so, for me, like, that one is, like, if we don't do a tiebreaker, for me, the final one would be Miyahara and Nomura versus the Saitos. So, but
2: it just seems like they've, in, well, they've done this whole, like, Yuma and Jake are teaming, and this has been sort of going on for a couple of months. Now mm-hmm. it just seems like they invested a lot into it.
3: But I also think they're a team that doesn't need the titles. Yeah. Like see, I think I, they're I... big enough. Like I think they're almost bigger than like I know that the tag titles are really important in all Japan. But in a way they both feel kind of above them.
2: Well, Jake needs something to do to rehab himself. Eh, that's
3: fine. <laughs> and I would rather see like I like I think they can still team together as like the Home Army. Like I think this is more maybe like a thing to like establish the Home Army basically where well, I think it okay. is also going to be a bit more free-flowing of people teaming with each other, and I, I would rather see like Yuma do like more single stuff, basically.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I could see, I could see them winning and then not winning the tag titles.
3: I think that's also an option yet. Like I said, like to me, it's like basically I think the Saito's are winning, but then the second team, the team I think is second most likely to win are Lee and Io Yagi.
2: Okay, I guess if you do have the Saito's win. And then they beat Ashino and Honda on January second you've sort of yeah. come full circle, and that is a good story arc i suppose yeah that you
3: know? that's that's basically my idea where like they came they came back, they lost the tag title match they turned they win the tag league and then they win the titles as heels and then they're gonna do with Voodoo get... murderers, whatever they're gonna do with Voodoo murderers from there do you think that the this... So, like,
2: like, when the Saito's joined Voodoo Murders, they were all, like, like chummy-chummy with Suwama and, like, embracing mm-hmm. and everything, and Suwama had that big grin on his face. Do you think it's the Saito's that are going to, like, turf Suwama from Voodoo Murders with, like, a double choke slam or something? I think
3: that could definitely happen at some point, yeah, where, like, maybe he's going to challenge them, and then they beat him, and uh, then they basically kick him out of the faction afterwards. Because it definitely felt weird that they had like all of this like dissension in there, and then uh, Tara's like, "No, look, I brought in your big, I brought in your large adult sons. Aren't you gonna to want to stay <laughs> with us?" And then it's just gonna turn into a thing. It's like, "No, actually, we just wanted to fuck with you and actually hit the brakes."
2: This is this is all Japan's version of uh, Daniel Garcia in the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs>
3: I guess so. Taro is the sports entertainer, I guess, and <laughs> Suwama yeah. is the largest version of Daniel Brian uh, Bry Danielson.
2: No, he's a Daniel Garcia, right? They tease the dissension. Oh, Suwama it is back. Daniel Garcia, okay.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> because he teased the dissension, but then he came back into the fold in the end. It's that young up and comer, Suwama. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is all Japan and uh yeah you can look out for those shows uh, this coming weekend and I will have reviews on voicesofwrestling.com of them okay. so before we move on to pro wrestling and noah will just a word from our sponsor hello fresh and so what is hello fresh with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, It's time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home. Fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious tastes and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. And have a packed calendar. HelloFresh's quick and easy meals like their 20-minute recipes, Or low prep and easy cleanup options mean you'll spend less time in the kitchen and more time with your loved ones. And let me tell you, Paul, as someone that has been eating out a lot less because (laughs) of food prices and someone that's also been very busy, uh, something like HelloFresh is very attractive to me right now, actually.
3: Yes, absolutely. And as I said as well, like it's getting fall now, the weather's getting worse, so like you don't really wanna go outside or like even to like buy groceries because the weather is so disgusting. So I think having something like HelloFresh where you can just get delivered to your doorstep so you can just watch the rain from the inside instead of getting wet.
2: Exactly. So you can go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-65, that's all one word, and use code... VOW65, all one word, for 65% off plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash VOW65 and use code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. All right, so we move over to Pro Wrestling Noah, who've had a number of shows since we uh, last recorded. They had a, one of their usual double headers at Corrigan Hall. We can just sort of quickly go over those because not much happened on the under.
1: What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the flagship podcast here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, and I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy, and let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E three thirty. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a two K camera
2: Card. on uh, October 7th they drew 625 fans uh, we had Kai Fujimura defeating Taishi Ozawa in 5 minutes and 34 seconds of the crab hold Yoshinari Ogawa, Jack Morris and Yasutaku Yano defeated Nosawa Eita and Super Crazy in 12 minutes and 30 seconds with a small package hold uh, from Morris on Nosawa uh, Masato uh, Tanaka Masaki Mochizuki and Kendo Koshin defeated Masaketamiya Shuhei Tanaguchi and Deki Inaba uh, when um, uh, Mochizuki pinned uh, Taniguchi with a sliding DK. Uh, that was actually a pretty good match. Paul, mm-hmm. did you watch the show? I forgot to ask. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, there wasn't really that much on the undercard. Like, uh, no. Then Shuji Kondo, and Hajime Ohara and and Hiroki defeated uh, Tsuchikotoge, Seki Yoshioka, Yohei and Alejandro. This, I thought, was probably the best match of the lower undercard. It was just a fun junior mm-hmm.
3: sprint. Yeah. No, this was... Like I said, it was like a fun sprint. And like I said, I think the junior division, like in Noah, like it often gets criticized, but I think it actually has taken like leaps and bounds. And I think that will become more obvious once the big issue at the top of the card kind of maybe gets shoveled a little bit further down and isn't the <laughs> focal point anymore. Yeah. Uh, Hayata
2: and Chris Ridgway defeated Ninja Mac and Extreme Tiger, uh, Tiger um, in 12 minutes and 58 seconds uh when uh hadies a watagame on tiger uh, i you know i'm drawing a big blank on this match i don't think it really stood out to me at all even though you know it's got Ridgway and, and mac who we'll talk about a little later on mm-hmm. some of these other shows um were, who had some great matches and then Keno, Masakatsu Funaki, Kazuhiko, Nakajima, and Manabu Soya defeated Takashi Sugera, Satoshi Kojima, Naomichi Marafuji, and Kazushi Sakuraba in 22 minutes and 30 seconds with a vertical spike from Nakajima on Sugera.
3: This was re- that was really good, too. Yeah. And that led also led to a tag title challenge as well. Yep. So I think yeah. that's going to be an excellent match. Oh, for sure. And also the promo that Nakajima like, cut on Sugera and uh, uh, Kojima are there as well. Like, did you see some translations of that? I didn't, actually. No? Uh, he was basically just, like, I... Basically just calling them old and being, like, no, I'm here to, like, take the titles off of you. I'm, like, so sick of, like, old guys at the top of the card and I'm going to take you down. So clearly that will lead to Nakajima getting pinned in that match. <laughs> pew, pew, he's shooting. <laughs> yeah. But also um, he keeps getting booked in title matches, so it's not yeah, punished. <laughs>
2: I guess not, yeah. Um... Well, I mean, well, I was going to say at the top of the top top of the card, but I think he was sort of cycled out of that for other reasons. Yes, he doesn't draw the, money. <laughs> uh, yeah, before uh, the uh, the injuries happened. Um, and talking and about not drawing money at the top of the card. Card uh, Kazuyuki Fujita and Hideki Suzuki defeated Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura in sixteen thirty seven with a beast bomb uh, from Fujita on Inamura. I mean i thought it was pretty good but i don't think it was as good as some of those other matches that we no. highlighted on the
3: card and i'm still yeah i don't know like kaido looks like he's crying when he's facing off a of fujita like it's yeah. so fucking weird like i don't know what what, what is this supposed to be <laughs> like is that really how you want to portray your new champion or like or, but i mean i don't even think that that's like a fucking Noah like that you told him to do that like, that's just how kaido is and i'm like Dude, like, you're supposed to be the ace of the promotion. Like, you can't just stand there and, like, cower for, for from, like, Kaz Fujita, Like,
2: Yeah, well, you're we'll talk about boy. that some more in a second. Uh, so we go to the next day on the 8th um, to 689 fans, which uh, that's one of Noah's better numbers in Corrigan It's the recently. best number in Corrigan, actually, this year. This year, wow. Um so that's sort of interesting. I thought uh, Ninja Mac confirmed draw. Yeah. Is what we could take away from. that. Yeah. I, I
3: mean they fucking took the Korokan numbers for noal just like. I mean they are what they are. Should they be better just based on like I know that they don't give Currican anything. Like that's why these shows don't draw because they don't put any big matches on them. But yeah. I think they should draw better just based on the like advertising power they have through a beamer. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, at this point, the shows are what they are. They're not gonna, they're clearly not interested in changing the strategy. So it's just like, this is what they are and they're not gonna I don't, change. I don't think they need to change this Corkin specific strategy.
2: Mm-hmm. I think if the overall strategy of running the bigger buildings catches on and people are into it, then the
3: Corkins will go up. Yes, yeah, 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 no, like definitely. Like, so we're just gonna see if, like, if that strategy actually works out. Right.
2: And so in the opening match, Muhammad Yone defeated taishi Ozawa with a lariat in seven minutes and fifty-eight seconds. I thought actually this was a fun little opener. Uh, was impressed so far, I think. Yeah, he's no Yuma Endai, but uh, there's something they got something with him. Yes, I think. Yes, yes. Especially, Especially the because he, he wrestles around. so differently. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Nosawa Aita uh, and Super Crazy defeated Shuji Kondo, Hajime Ohara, and Hiroki in eleven minutes and twenty-eight seconds with a liger bomb from Crazy on Ohara um extreme tiger defeated alejandro in seven minutes with a reverse face bomb i thought this was a little fun little like high speed lucha's influence match
3: yeah no it was was definitely one of the better extreme tiger matches on this kind of run yep um i think they should be pushing
2: alejandro more Um, yeah and then yoshinari ogawa chris rudre and yasutaku yano uh, defeated Seki Yoshioka, Yohei, and Kai Fujimura in 16 minutes and 53 seconds with an ankle hold from Ridgeway on
3: Yohei. I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the better kind of six-man-juno combinations they can put together. And yeah. it really showed in the match.
2: For sure. And uh, Yano doesn't seem to have been missing too much of a beat since he's returned from injury, no, which is I, good to see. Yeah, I, I really I, like him.
3: Yeah, I really like him too. Like, there is an obvious ceiling with him because he's so small. But I think he has, like, he can be, like, a really, like, I don't think he's ever going to be the eighth of the junior division, but I think he can be an important cornerstone of it for, like, years. For sure.
2: And then uh, Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya defeated uh, Masakita Miya, Daiki and Yoshiki Inamura. In 14 minutes and 53 seconds with the PFS from Kenno Onanaba. Again, much like uh, many six man tags on these core can, very solid, very good, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tadasuke defeated Atsushi Kotogi in 11 minutes and 21 seconds with the uh, Jidanda Lariat, building up to the GHC Junior Tag Title match coming up. I thought this was pretty good as well. Of course, Tadasuke is a, a most improved guy, <laughs> definitely.
3: <laughs> Yes, he definitely is for me.
2: And then uh, Takashi Sugira, Satoshi Kojima, and Naomichi Marafuji defeated Masato Tanaka, Masaki Mochizuki, and Kendo Kashin uh, when Kojima used a uh, Western lariat on Mochizuki. God, Kendo Kashin can't even do the job to Kojima. He's not going to
3: book himself to take the fall, brother. No. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. N- That's yeah. really all you can say about this one. It was... I don't know, yeah, it was just a match that was there that existed. Yeah. Uh Hayata and Jack Morris defeated Kaito, Kiyomiya,
2: and Ninja Mac in fifteen minutes and ten seconds with uh Hayata used like a cutback uh cradle on Mac, which I thought this was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. even you know, with the Hayata factor, but it was just these four well, three young uh, prospects <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, really getting to show their stuff, and I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the classical one where, like, all the challengers, well, like, champions and challengers face off. Oh, wait, no, that's Jack Morris is not the challenger for the ta- heavyweight title, oh, and it's weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that would have actually made the match even better if, like, Morris had been a challenger. But yeah, it's weird that yeah. they booked it this way. But I think. Regardless, yeah, it was a pretty fun match, and uh, I, I does this result make it more likely that Mac beats Hayata? Uh, no, because we'll get.
2: Oh, yes, it does. I I think so.
3: Hmm?
2: I mean, if they don't, it's so stupid, and I.
3: Can't... I mean, you know, what 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 else are you gonna do with Hayata? Look, he's still yeah. gonna sell the shirts to like the emo girls, like regardless, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean you've got ninja
2: mac now so like strike while the iron's hot because yeah. a year from now if he has a r- big run in noah he's not going to st- he probably won't stick around i should say
3: no like he's going to get hired by like a big american promotion or like new japan is going to like reach out to bring him in yeah for sure
2: um and then so we go on to october 16th at uh, noah demolition stage 2022 in fukuoka also uh, Keiji Mudo's last match in Fukuoka at the Fukuoka International Center, drawing 1,195 fans, which I would say is a slight disappointment mm-hmm. because it's Mudo's last match there because last year they drew like 12-something on Kaito versus
3: Mudo for the GHC title. Yeah, but I mean, you also didn't have like a single... Like it is, but, I, but yeah. really like the only thing on this ma- on this card that... Is, like, a draw is basically just a KG Muto final match? Yeah. Because there was well, not, a, not a single something. title match on this.
2: No. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I thought that would be a bigger draw, that match alone. I honestly.
3: think we're kind of seeing what the limit is of just draw. Like, the KG Muto, like, thing is a draw, but I think there is a limit to it, and you still need to put other things on the card to, like, supplement it.
2: This is no Antonio Noki retirement countdown that had every match draw.
3: Yes, no. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, he's still... I mean, at least he's not getting the pin. At least, like, when he's winning, like, like here. He's not, like, the one actually getting the fall, so... Yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, so the opening match is... Uh, Paul, sorry, how much of the show did you see?
3: Uh, I watched... I saw, like... Uh, I still need to go back and watch Nakajima versus Ritray and I did watch it from the elimination match.
2: Okay. So uh, we'll just go quickly. Manabu Soya versus uh, Teshi Ozawa, 5 minutes, 55 seconds. The body slam, I thought this was really good. I like the chemistry between uh, Soya and Ozawa. They've had a couple matches now. Uh, Muhammad Yone and Akitoshi Saito defeated Masa Kidamiya and Shuhei Taniguchi in 11 minutes and 20 seconds with the muscle buster from Yon on Taniguchi. Uh, actually kind of fun, I thought, for what it was in placement on the card. Uh, Nosawa, Eita, super crazy Defeated Yoshinari Ogawa Yasutaku Yano and Kai Fujimura In 13 minutes and 19 seconds With the Imperial Imperial Uno uh, From Aita on Yano uh, This was actually uh, Better than I thought um, And they sort of tried to give like The young guys a lot of shine And then Ogawa just like scowled
3: mm-hmm. At uh, <laughs> uh,
2: Peros uh, But it was fun And then after the
3: match uh, yeah, Nosawa, There was a lot Nasi, of post-match stuff here yeah,
2: um, Nosawa announces retirement.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what a worker, like getting to retire in the Tokyo Dome, just piggybacking yeah. off of the Moodle retirement show.
2: Well, I'm skeptical of uh, how legit this is uh, retirement. Of course. <laughs> yeah, we'll
3: see. <laughs> uh, but also we got the handshake between Eita and Ogawa.
2: Oh yes, that's right. Um, which I think, what does that mean? I mean, honestly, that would be a kind of cool tag team. Yep.
3: Yeah. Like I like I said, I haven't watched this yet, so I've really only seen like the clips that were uploaded on Twitter. But yeah, it definitely seems like Ogawa and Aita are, are a team now, and Aita has left uh, Paris, I guess.
2: Uh, was that official?
3: Well, no, but just looking at the reaction of like Nosawa and Super Crazy at yeah. ringside, seems to me like he's done with them. So I yeah. So I guess he's joining Stinger then
2: maybe uh well perils has had uh some of its members mysteriously disappear yeah so is stinger <laughs> gonna there, invade
3: Roddy. dragon gate next <laughs> <laughs> i mean to Perhaps. be fair ogawa and dragon gate actually would rule yes but i so, also uh, think uh, but i also think case low would have a stroke of higher <laughs> <and> Dragon Gate.
2: <laughs> well i can't blame him <laughs> um and then uh next up after that paul you got to go back and watch this match uh Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Chris Ridgway in 13 minutes and three seconds with the vertical spike. This is great. Um, I rec- highly recommend it. Not match of the year level, but really good match. They kick the shit out of each other, um, which is interesting because sometimes Nakajima doesn't quite go quite as hard on the foreigners. But I think, you know, Ridgway is a pretty serious, like, legit tough wrestler. And so... He probably wanted to yeah. have a stiff-ass match with Nakajima anyway.
3: He probably told so they, him, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Just lay it in.
2: Yeah. Uh, so they like, had a sequence where they just kicked each other in the, in the chest with the high kicks for like uh, a minute or two. Um, honestly, uh, I think Chris drake and I, I wonder if this is happening mm-hmm. because of Ogawa and Aiden now, they should move him up to heavyweight.
3: She yeah. like, he looked would be quite fine, a yeah. bit bigger
2: than Nakajima in this match. Let me just take a look. Like, at... I didn't realize how much bigger than Nakajima he was. I oh. know Nakajima's
3: not big, yeah. but it really stood out there in this. Yeah, he's 175 and 79 kilograms. So that fits right in like with like, some of the smaller heavyweights in Noah. Yeah, yeah, they, they could do that. Uh, that. I that I actually hadn't even think, thought of that possibility, but yeah, that actually would be really good. I think it would be an excellent addition to the heavyweight division.
2: Um, if uh, a certain uh,
3: Timothy Thatcher uh, doesn't
2: return, he'd also be a good addition to Segura. Gun, I think actually.
3: Yeah, Hideki Suzuki, Hideki, Suzuki, and Chris Reddrey would also be a really fun team. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <We> just... <laughs> oh, I thought about that too. Yeah. <laughs> we have Timothy Thatcher at home. <laughs> it's a, no it's actually <laughs> british timothy fetcher <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure
2: um so yeah go out and watch this match mm-hmm. uh next up we had kazuyuki fujita takashi sugera and masato tanaka defeating kaido kiyomiya daiki nabe and yoshiki Inamura in 16 minutes and one second with a power beast bomb from uh fujita on kiyomiya um the uh, match was actually pretty good, I thought, uh for the most part. But of course you had Fujita winning with the power bomb and then after the match he tried to hug Q. <laughs>
3: sure. Why not?
2: <laughs> this whole like storyline is so bizarre with Fujita acting so weird. It's I don't know. You think he's winning? No, actually, I will go on my big spiel about that when we preview the show. (laughs) I think Kaido's retaining, uh, and I will make some rather wild uh, claims about it too. Um, And then next up, we had an elimination Mm -hmm. match. at Tsushi Katoge, Seki Yoshioki, and Yohei, and Alejandro defeated Shuji Kondo, Tadesuke, Hajime Ohara, and Hiroki in 20 minutes and 26 seconds, and it basically came down to... um, uh, Katoge defeating Hiroki after a horizontal cradle after uh, Hiroki hit him with a shit ton of offense, <laughs> but then Kotoge just rolled him up and won. Um, which was, I thought, interesting mm-hmm. way to sort of build up for their tag title match with Kotoge being the champion. But whatever. Uh, but it was fun. Yeah. You know. I actually Certainly really not like, like this. All like, time. I, yeah. I
3: always like when like Japanese promotions do these elimination matches. I think they always like they find a way to make them like really fun and interesting.
2: Mm-hmm definitely um and then pro wrestling love forever x fukuoka final trans magic keijimuro satoshi kojima and ninja mac defeated Naomichi Marufuji marafuji jack morris and hayata in 14 minutes and 57 seconds uh with the ninja bomb from mac on hayata Imagine listing this match to someone like <laughs> 18 months ago. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're going to they're gonna call it crazy. A, what do you mean it's Keiji Muto's final match on Fukuoka? And then also B, why is he teaming with Ninja Mag? And who is Jack Morris? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I actually really like this actually for what it was. Yeah. Uh, Mudo
3: seemed to be seems
2: to love Ninja Mac too. Yeah, everyone know I love nin, loves Ninja and Mac I basically. And so and basically uh Mudo hit the shining wizard to set up that ninja bomb. Yeah. Right. And I and that's no mistake. I mean that's the sort of uh I think a vote of confidence in Ninja he Mac. Put, and he put he put
3: over Ninja Mac more than he ever has put over Kiyumi. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but um yeah, so um I think it was a nice little match on uh, the countdown. But, I mean, I guess it wasn't the most, like, effort put into a MUTO retirement match either, which I think could be some of the drawing yeah. uh, issues, too. I mean, it, it, um, there's
3: no, like, special, like, tie to, like, MUTO's history here. So, like... Other than teaming with yeah. Kojima. I, I, I mean, think. to be fair, it's also, like, I mean, it's it's one of the biggest cities, but it's also, like, it's Fukuoka. Like, I kind of get why they, like, have this, this one a little bit.
2: Well, it's the largest city in in Kyushu, is the island, right?
3: Yeah. But again like Oh well. I think generally in the rankings of Japan, like it's not like
2: Yeah, you got Tokyo, Osaka, yeah, Yokohama, exactly. like it's
3: it's not in that Saitama, like Kanto to, It's not in that Kanto to uh I think even Sendai and
2: yeah. and um and Sapporo would rank ahead of it too, Yeah.
3: Right? Yeah, like Sapporo, definitely. Sapporo, def- Sapporo, definitely. And then obviously everything that is like like Nagoya, Osaka. Yeah, like yeah. all of those would, I think, would rank above that. So I kind of get why they were like, this is his last match in Fukuoka, but we also don't really want to like, burn anything that we want to like draw in like, the real major cities with.
2: Right. And then her main event uh, contested under what martial arts rules, did they say?
3: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like uh, with uh,
2: what it was like TKO submission or KO, and then they had yellow cards yeah, and, and red cards. that's what they're
3: going to use for the title match as well.
2: Oh, okay. And so Kazushi Sakuraba and Hideki Suzuki defeated Keno and Masakatsu Funaki in 25-36 with Scorpion leg lock uh, on Sakuraba, or sorry, from Sakuraba on Funaki. I think this was on a little too long. There was some good stuff in it, but yeah, this didn't need to go 25 minutes. Yeah,
3: no, this could have been really entertaining, yeah, if they had cut it down like significantly. Like ten minutes too much I would definitely say, but I would maybe say yeah, even for like sure. I don't know. I, yeah. If it had been ten minutes it would have been fine. So it might even be that it's yeah. like an entire like fifteen minutes too much here. But yeah. I don't I don't know. Like I think there is a potential for Funaki Sakuraba to be like a fun match under these kinds of rules, but I don't know. I don't give a shit who wins Uh, that match.
2: I thought Sakuraba was going to win, but I think now it's going to be Funaki. (sighs) I mean...
3: Is Funaki going to drop two straight matches? Is he going to drop that title at some point? (laughs) But then even if he dropped it to Sakuraba, then it's on Sakuraba. So it's like, I don't know, that doesn't excite me either.
2: No, and and it's strange. Beating Sakuraba doesn't mean as much as
3: you think it would if you go back like 20 years. I mean, it, it also doesn't mean anything because it's fucking... Masakatsu Funaki. It's not like we know who he is. Like it's not. That's not going to change. Like yeah. it's literally no, pointless. No, I mean, I mean, if if
2: Sakuraba wins the national title and then drops it to someone else. Oh, that's
3: what you mean. I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. And Funaki's it,
2: been more productive than Sakuraba has
3: too. Yeah, and I would, I would almost say like, as bad as the rain has been, it's also gone on for a long time. So I think it's better if like, someone else ends this like long title reign and not sakuraba
2: exactly exactly
3: because at least you ended like a however many long months title reign if you take the title off of him and again yeah. sakuraba doesn't benefit from that
2: yeah uh so again that was demolition stage 2022 in fukuoka i would say a good show yeah
3: it's kind um, of forgettable like and well to be fair from from what i've seen but that it definitely okay. was fun I- Yeah.
2: watch Nakajima versus Ridgeway. That was the match of the night for me. Oh
3: yeah. I I don't know. Like uh, that, that's definitely on my list. Like I'm going to go back and watch that one for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, and then we have the, uh, full card for the, uh, Ariaki triumph, the return of pro wrestling love forever. Three triumph on, uh, October 30th. It will be on, uh, as well as I assume, assume a wrestle universe, probably with English commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, it's listed at match zero, so it might be a dark match, but Kai Fujimura versus Taishio Ozawa, and then Shuhei Taniguchi, Alejandro, and Extreme Tiger versus Manabu Soya, Shuji Kondo, and Hajime Ohara. Uh, Deki Inaba and Yohei versus Jack Morris, and Dante Leon no, is back. That's
3: a fucking fire pro-random team. Both of those. Yep. Oh, for sure. Um, Can't believe they brought back Pink Eye Boy. I don't know.
2: I guess they liked him. Hmm. Or everyone loves Ninja Mac so much
3: they will do whatever he
2: asks. <laughs> yeah, sure,
3: sure. I don't know. And, and Ninja Mac needs better friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yoshinari Ogawa, Chris Widre, and Yasutaku Iano versus Nosawa, Eita, and Super Crazy. I assume there's going to be an angle yeah. involving this match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we need to talk about that Nosawa poster that he, re- he tweeted. Oh, God, yes.
3: <laughs> for, her, for, so, his, uh, for his indie show. Yeah, so uh,
2: Tokyo Gurintai lives again. One last time, and, one uh, final ride. Yeah, and uh, what? who's on the poster? Takamura, um, Dick Togo, yeah. Masada, Minoru Fujita. Yeah. Uh, there's someone else now. I can't remember who mm, it was, I think. But...
3: Let's see if I can find it. Uh, okay, no, I can't find it right now. It's the greasiest poster. It's the you've ever greasiest posters you've ever seen. Like, yeah, you actually need to take a shower after you just looked at that poster, basically. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm curious, though, given the old uh, Tokyo Guruntai show, if Minoru Suzuki doesn't uh, pop up on it.
3: Uh, well, actually, there's someone else that see. should pop up on a final Tokyo Guruntai show ever. Mil Mascaras.
2: Oh, yes, of course. Who's a, uh, a Tokyo Gurintai, uh Yeah, he's
3: pretty much the ace of the promotion. He's won every single match, I think.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: How old is he at this point? Well, oh, he's he's 80. 80, Yes, perfect. Fly him there. He definitely wants to take a fucking... That doesn't stop
2: great Kojika.
3: Exactly. Well, I mean, Kojika doesn't need to fly to Japan on, like, an 11-hour flight, which at 80 years old is uh, rough. But is he still No. Okay. Well, his last match was in 2019, so... I think he might have actually hung it up now.
2: Yeah, the he probably would have wrestled if there was again if there wasn't a pandemic, but it wouldn't shock yeah. me if he's just like I'm done now.
3: Yeah, last one last one was even like in March 2019. So, yeah. But he won his last match. So, of course he did. <laughs> I'm actually trying to look when is the last time he was even on the losing side of a match. He did he had a fucking IWA singles title match with Nosawa at Gurantai in 2016 yeah, the last time he was even on the last time okay that was by DQ so that doesn't even count uh, that was in 2016 he was on a losing side for but that was by DQ and then otherwise he has not lost for a long 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 time I, not, I don't Like this would take too long now years, I, would, I, I would believe you this is like, I'm in like 2011 now, and I still haven't found anything. So at this point, it's going to yeah. take way too long until I can even find it. Well, it's been over a decade. Yes, <laughs> way over a decade.
2: <laughs> and then, so after that, we have Hideki Suzuki and El Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, versus Masato Tanaka and Masa Kidemiya. That could actually be uh, pretty good. And um, for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title, Achusi Katoge and Seki Yoshioka versus Tadasuke and Hiroki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this will be pretty good, actually. Yeah, they certainly spent their time building up to it, and uh, then GHC Junior Heavyweight Title Hayata versus Ninja. Mac. Yeah, just real quick, think... just
3: uh, like just one last time, bring it back to my Mascross because now I wanted to look at the overall statistics. So he has had one thousand five hundred and sixty-five matches. How many of those were losses? Seven. It's, okay, it's not that insane. It's two hundred and fifteen. <laughs>
2: Still, that's that's wild. Yeah. (laughs) He's won 80.7%
3: of his matches.
2: Even Hogan wouldn't handle that. (laughs)
3: Um. So,
2: anyway, with Hyatt and Ninja Mac, I think everyone knows how we both feel about this and who needs to win this. No, I think it
3: really obviously needs to win this.
2: (laughs) Yep. Uh, And then the national title, I guess, uh, contested under karate rules... Masakatsu Funaki versus Sakuraba and we just talked about that a whole lot I think Funaki retains Paul gun to your
3: head uh, Funaki
2: Who wins, wins. That match. why not yeah um, and then the GHC tag team title Takashi Sugera and Satoshi Kojima the champions versus Keno and Katsuhiko Nakajima and this should be great
3: yeah. I think it could be matched match of the show actually I think it has a very decent chance I kind of think it kind of depends how Kaido versus Fujita goes like under the right circumstances that could be excellent as well but i think this one is like the safer bet for like the match of the show yep for sure but who do you think is going to win um i don't know i kind of
2: want segura and kojima to retain yeah strange as that sounds yeah. i like where it's going i do no, i do love kenno and I nakajima Keno
3: and i do love them as they a team but i think there's still more juice yeah. with segura and kojima
2: for sure and then uh, the semi main event, Pro Wrestling Love Forever 3 Triumph. Keiji Mudo, Naomichi Marafuji, and Yoshiki Inamura versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Togam- Togi Makabe, and Tomoaki Hanuma. I guess this is being sold as the last Tanahashi versus Mudo match. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess he's maybe not going to be in the, re- the actual retirement match, but you never know.
3: Uh, would be any, weird would if he was. Anything
2: past these people?
3: In a way. Yeah. Because just how, Um, like, instrumental, like, Muto was for, like, Tanahashi's early career. For sure.
2: Uh, Now, is Inamura getting pinned by a high fly flow, or is Hanma eating a pin here?
3: I think those are really the only two options. I would say that Inamura's eating a high fly flow, to me, is the most likely outcome here. Yeah, I could see that. But, I mean, this could—I mean, maybe this is actually— It's Hanma, though. Yeah, it is. But he also didn't take the fall in uh, Great as well.
2: That's true. But it's also I think, I think Keiji Mudo could get Tomohaki Onma to do a job oh, easier than Great could. Absolutely. So I'm sort of leaning towards
3: Mudo's team, mm-hmm. but uh, it wouldn't shock me otherwise. I mean, here's the thing. Actually, I would say it's actually maybe more likely that Tanahashi will be in the retirement match if he's not on the winning side of this match.
2: That's that a makes sense. Good point, actually. Yep, yeah, for sure.
3: So if Hanma is the one eating the pin here, then I think it's more likely that Tanahashi is going to be in the final match. Whereas if he just basically beats Mudo's team here, he's not going to beat Mudo, but he's going to beat Mudo's team. Like, then I think, yeah, that is kind of the final like phase of between them ever. Honestly, I'm sort of looking to- forward towards towards some Inamura versus Tanahashi. Oh yeah, that actually could be kind- actually kind of Inamura and Makabe, Loki. I mean, Makabe is not going to yeah. be motivated, but at least... Like, He's
2: not going to take any of an moves.
3: <laughs> in theory, it could be a fun matchup, but yeah, it's not yes. going to be in like actual real life.
2: <laughs> and then in the main event for the GHC heavyweight title, Kaito Kiyomiya versus Kazuyuki Fujita. So yes, I do think Kiyomiya is winning because everything they've told up to this point suggests Kiyomiya winning. If Fujita wins, Kiyomiya is done. He might as well go to report to Orlando to the Performance Center because there's a bigger, better chance of being a star in WWE than he does in Noah at that point. <sighs> like I think Suwama and Kono have a better chance of winning the tag titles <laughs> than Kiyomiya <laughs> losing to Fujita. I think Tako. Well, no, I'm not going to say I think Tako Mori has a better chance of winning.
3: No, him. I think that's going a bit but far.
2: <laughs> I think there's a lot of other. I don't. Know, I'm. It's just. It's mind numbingly stupid and it and like I don't understand I don't see how kiyomiya recovers from this. I don't.
3: Like that's the mm-hmm. final nail in the coffin, yes. as far as I No, concerned. it absolutely would be. Uh, but again, it's also like the thing where like Fujita never actually lost the title. Like he got COVID yeah. and so And we're still not out of the possibility of like them doing that Keiji Mutu does something with the title during his retirement tour.
2: Yeah, I guess And they not.
3: did originally have that planned as, like, Fujita versus Muto, basically. Yep. So if that's still in some ways in the cards, then I think that's the best chance that, like, Fujita wins here. And I, know, I, I fully agree with you that that ruins Kaito, that that's basically he's but done, done no after that. there's no coming back. It's
2: far no, it worse than even what Muto is. It is,
3: it is. There's no coming back from it, but I'm not sure that they realize that.
2: Are they that dumb? I don't know. That's really dumb. It is.
3: It is. It would be incredibly stupid if this is really all about just, like, using these old guys to, like, build up the next generation. But
2: And then why couldn't have Fujita just beaten Kenno for the title?
3: I mean, he could have, but or maybe Fujita. they felt like that they needed to put the title on Kaito with all of the momentum, like, coming off of, like, beating Muto and then him winning the N1. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree it would be completely stupid. I also would say it is most likely that Kaito is going to retain. Like, I'm not saying that it is, like, the most likely outcome here is Fujita winning, but I'm also not going to put it beyond the realm of possibility. And like I said, I fully agree with you that if they do it, it's the dumbest move possible, and it really is kind of, like, just ruins Kaito-Kiyomiya forever.
2: He's done. So then we move on. So that's Pro Wrestling Noah. We have a special bonus show that we're going to talk about, Paul, because you were really enthusiastic about it. Yes, this is a great
3: podcast now. I mean, it's always been a great podcast, podcast. podcast. but this is now also a a great podcast.
2: Great podcast, yes. Um, I guess we probably should have covered great before because I've been watching most of the shows, but I guess we never got around to it. But we're going to do it now. Great version X. In Corican Hall on uh, October 9th, 1,025 fans was their biggest Corican number mm-hmm. yet. So that's a good sign. Yes, as long as it's so not turbulent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I think the a lot of the fans there seem to be really into yes, the product. Yes. They got merch on and, and everything.
3: Yeah. I mean, papering right. also, like, sometimes can also just lead to people being like, actually, I like this and I'm going to come back and actually pay next time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For sure. So we open up with a the uwf rules match and you have to say the uwf i don't know if you ever saw that but like i think someone on the great roster just called it a uwf roles and rule yeah. match and then like the great uh account was like nope it's <laughs> it's UWF. uwf
3: because that's what they own the trademark to they don't own the trademark to uwf <laughs> yeah ah oh, that's great <laughs>
2: um Min- Minoru Tanaka defeated uh, Katara Nasu, who I have no idea who mm-hmm. that is, actually. I don't think I've ever seen him before. In four minutes and 15 seconds with the Minoru special. Good yeah. opener, but way too no, short.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was also the opener. I think Tanaka also looked good here. Like, I think yeah. it was just, like, a nice, like, get in, get out. And that's kind of what I like about, like, the UWF kind of matches where, like, they, it's believable if they end this quickly. Yeah. And
2: then the next Lydette UWF rules match, Takanori Ito and Yu Izuka went to a draw against Hikaru Sato and Hideki Shrek Sakin in 20 minutes. Uh, I saw, I watched this um, recently, it was a few days after the show, I saw some people s- say that this um, w- went like drag,
3: but I thought this is actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I really like this as well. I think, like yeah. I'm not a big fan of Shrek, Although I've seen him have a great match and hard well, hit.
2: I have, I, you know what my beef with Shrek
3: is? What is it?
2: Well, he, uh, he may have, uh, caused Naoya Nomura's injury. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, now, something like that's probably a buildup, yeah. but he's not exactly, uh, a, a good trained no, wrestler. He's not. And he was having a grappling, and he had a grappling match against Nomura, and that was Nomura's last yeah. match for over two years, so that's uh, my beef for yeah. him no but I
3: actually have seen him have a great singles match with Sato in Hard Hit uh, that was to be fair though that was literal like I think a day or two uh, after Aoki's death and both of them were oh. really close with him so I think that was actually like yeah. them just getting their frustrations out by just absolutely beating the shit out of each other for sure uh, like because Shrek actually gave a post-match promo where he like started crying uh, so but that's literally like and this is like this has been the best match i have seen him in since that match basically so (laughs) to make a long story short i actually also really like this one as well uh yeah i i can see why people if you're not into the style where you think this might have dragged but like i i like the style so i thought this was like really good i thought everyone like worked really well to the style and obviously sato is always really good when he like gets to go in there and can do like this kind of like uwf style match so and he delivered here now, as well
2: here's here's my critique we are now 13 no sorry uh 15 months into great mm-hmm. from their first official show you got to start giving these young guys wins instead of just draws yeah. and yeah. losses but other than that it was a good match i mean they, they you do get I...
3: wins if you're in bulk orchestra but everyone yes. else doesn't you know
2: um, and then, Lidet UWF rules. Uh, Mika Awata of um, Sendai Girls and Tomoka Inaba of Just Tap mm-hmm. Out defeated Michiko Miyagi and Maya Fukuda in nine minutes and forty-five seconds with a TKO. Awata uh, uh, knocked out Fukuda with a high kick, which is funny because Awata does a lot of jobs in Sendai <laughs> Girls, but she gets the win here. Uh, for Maya, she is even ranked
3: lower than uh, Miyagi is. Well, to be uh, fair, Maya I'm... is also still, like, pretty new. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really the story they played up here as well, where she was, like, the, like, rookie that also was kind of, like, out of her depth, basically.
2: But they ha- they've had her just take beatings and beatings in all of her yeah. matches, like, against Chihiro, Hashimoto, and everything. Uh, I guess, so that re- result isn't surprising. I thought it was actually
3: pretty yes, good, though. I actually liked this one as well. Like, it was really hard-hitting. I mean, yes, I yeah. mean it was a Joshi-UWF like, rules match. Like like Joshi wrestlers already are always just willing to just beat the shit out of each other, but then you put them into like this type of rule set, and they're just going to go even harder. So, yeah, I thought this yeah. was really good.
2: Uh, will he or won't he sign with a major company, Bandido and Commander, then defeated Kaz Hayashi, Hayashi and Soma Watanabe in 9 minutes and 49 seconds with the Commander-style 450 splash uh, from Commander on Watanabe. Again, I thought Kaz... When I watched this, I didn't know who was going to take the fall, and I thought Kaz was just going to put them yeah. over. But once again, yeah. the young guy does the job to the outsiders. Um, but this was a lot of fun, and I think Commander got... In, and Bandito got over yes. a big...
3: I mean, Commander is kind of the new hot luchador, basically who does crazy shit like he's basically like vikingo from like three four years ago but somehow he's even more insane than him like he like yeah his body control is just absolutely out of this world like that rope walk that he does is just like shouldn't be physically possible the way he does it like he seems to actually defy like the laws of physics at times
2: for sure and um oh i forgot to write it down uh, but they announced some more foreigners coming mm-hmm. in, and the only one I remember is Luigi <laughs> Primo.
3: Ah, it's Luigi huh?
2: Primo. Uh, so great! Uh, quickly heading in a DDT style direction. Is he going to? Is he going to bring?
3: Fucking... I mean, obviously he's going to do the pizza dough thing, because like, why else would you bring him in? Yeah. But it is kind of like a random grab bag of foreigners, otherwise. Like I also don't remember Who all of the there? names um there was definitely wasn't there a res I think was there as well yes yes that should be good I yeah. like a res a lot res was in there um, um you something I forgot his name Yutani I think Yutani was it you Yuda or Yuma no um, maybe yeah, I don't remember his name um then there was like Americans as, as Americans as well um, but I don't remember who it was
2: yeah um, I don't think Bandito will probably be available to great in the, in the near future I mean it depends but, if uh, he signs or not I, I think he's going to yeah. sign with AEW he probably um, yeah uh, does Commander get snatched by someone else though in Japan
3: I mean if I'm Noah I'm bringing in Commander I see this and I'm yeah. putting Commander versus Ninja Mac is basically what I would do if I was Noah <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, yeah, because New Japan won't take luchadors unless they're CM Yeah, exactly. Right? Basically, generally. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Noah could take them, or DDT even. Um, so you never know, right? I just don't think Great could hold on to any breakout foreigners for
3: very long. No, probably not, but, uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, for now, yeah. I'm... It's, it's always interesting who actually gets over out of, like, the foreigners because sometimes it's not the one that you expect to get over.
2: Right. Yeah, Luigi Primo is probably going to end up getting over and uh, becoming the foreign ace basically with our <laughs> luck, or maybe, my luck. I, maybe. Up, and
3: I don't like meme wrestlers <laughs> in general, so... Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, like, uh, it's really weird to bring him into grade and not DDT.
2: I'm convinced that Shima saw it and loved it, and that's why he's... he's uh, or that's in at least my headcanon. I guess so. Shima saw Luigi Primo and was like, I need to get that guy into... And, I
3: mean, I fully expect uh, that all of the foreigner bookings are all done by Shima. Yeah. I think that's a very safe assumption. Yeah, yeah,
2: cause for sure. And then... Um, Next up, we had Jake Lee and Czech Shimitani defeating Shima and Jun Tancho in twelve minutes and fourteen seconds mm-hmm. with the uh, D four C from Lee on Tancho. I thought this yeah. was good. I just can't remember anything Jake Lee
3: did in to it. To be fair, well, get the here's the thing though. Like that's why I actually kind of like Jake Lee in this because he was basically just a base. Like he actually showed that he can actually because he's in all Japan, so we never really get to see him like base for wrestlers because he was. Wrestles like a bunch of big guys all the time. Uh, So, him actually being in here and being with like a few more like high speed guys, like he actually could show that he's actually like an excellent base for like flying wrestlers. So, and he also seemed like pretty motivated. So, I think like if he actually wants to like wrestle more like outside of All Japan, I think Great actually would be like the best spot for him to do that because he can like really wrestle like a very different style than he does normally.
2: Okay. Well, I don't know. I just he just didn't stand mm-hmm. out to me in this. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was actually good though because I thought uh, Tancho and mm-hmm. Shimitani were great. See, Shima, yeah, exactly. That, that's what tar- I mean. Too. Like
3: that—that's the thing about yeah. a good bass. You don't notice that they're a good bass <laughs> unless you look for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then so next up, uh, this is. This is a great open challenge match. Kaido Ishida defeated Tetsuya Izuchi in 17 minutes and 36 seconds with
3: the half tiger suplex hold. This is great. So awesome. (laughs) This is so good. This is is an act. This is like a full on like match of the year contender for me. And not just like match of the year contender. This is like right now is like pretty high up on that list as well.
2: I mean, I, Ishida really took it to Izuchi, too. Both
3: of them took it to each other. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, Izuchi, as well, just started off, like, hot, just, like, immediately just stomping down on Ishida. Like, and I think they have something here with Izuchi. Like, I know he took the loss here, but I think they have something with him. Yeah. And uh, his look right now is a little bit of a Okada cosplay look, to be quite honest. <laughs> but I think, has, I think he has a presence like, I think he's someone well, I mean, that they could, like, if they build him up, like, he's someone that could be, like, potentially be, like, a top, top guy in the promotion.
2: I think they like him, even though he does jobs. Yeah. He does jobs to big named outsiders, right? Because they put him against Miyahara. Yeah.
3: And Ishida, obviously, is going to get, like, a rocket push. So I'm not upset that, like, Izuchi didn't get the win here. So I, I think yeah. this is this is also like this is obviously not going to be the last match between these two. Like I actually expect that the next time these two face g- off against each other, it's going to be a title match. Yeah, I was just going to say you think
2: Ishida's beating. Yeah, Linden? I think Ishida's beating Lindemann. And do you think that gives great and even more of a we're at dragon gate split than they had before? For uh. And do you think that's. Good or
3: bad? I mean, bro, that, that just matter. is what they are, isn't it? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. And maybe, but also, like, I think Ishida is also, like, like I think putting the title on Ishida is also striking while the iron is hot. I think Lindemann has I been agree. a good champion, yeah. but I think right now it's also a good time to end his reign as well. And I think putting it on the big, like, I mean, it's also like a jump, basically, right? Because Ishida jumped directly from Dragon Gate to great. Yep. So I think capitalizing while the iron is hot, I think, is also the right whereas, decision.
2: Whereas Strong Hearts went through how many promotions before they ended up yeah, in Yeah, exactly. Like they, they went for the, the entirety Game? of
3: Japan until the end. OWE? Yeah.
2: And then they were in AEW until the pandemic. Yeah. And then...
3: They uh, had to yeah. run in Big Japan, they had to run in NOAA, they had to run in... Yep. Like, no, they didn't have a run in NOAA. That's like the one promotion they didn't yeah. go to. But yep. like all Japan, like everyone except for Noah, and yeah, then they found great, and they also have a run New Japan after that. So, yeah,
2: yeah. although that seems to have cooled yep. off, or at least, at least the great guys in New Japan, yep. although the New Japan guys still will come yep. to great, as we will see in a moment. Uh, and then next up, uh, we had uh, T Hawk Al Lindemann, and Issei Onitsuka defeating Tamuaki Hanma, Shigehiro I- Irie, and Kazuma Sakamoto in 1601 with the Cerberus uh, from T-Hawk mm-hmm. on Irie. Uh Another good match, yeah. I thought.
3: And some storyline development of, like, a bit of, like, dissension, basically, within strong hearts. With yeah, uh, 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 Irie uh, A being on the other team, but also then kind of, yeah. Like, the finish was... How did the finish go again? It was basically... Who accidentally hit Erie? Like someone accidentally hit Erie and then T-Hawk hit Erie for the pin with the Cerberus.
2: I can't even remember now. Um,
3: there was some sort of miscommunication spot that led to Erie getting pinned. Yeah. And then afterwards they were basically like, no, 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 we're all still friends, but I think there is definitely some dissension there with T-Hawk and the rest of Stronghearts.
2: Hearts. Yeah
3: which i think it's the best move for for hawks career at this point where he might just be better to like split off from Strong Hearts and yeah, i think so because yeah. he's
2: the one that seems to have been going nowhere yeah. <laughs> and then uh, also i saw on twitter uh Kazma is taking some time off i think because of injury although the translation was not great he's definitely taking time off i just don't know yeah which is a shame sure, because he has uh, been really good extent yeah um so uh, I don't know. I guess I assume Bulk Orchestra will sort of stay together, though, because they seem to be the biggest unit in the company. Yeah, I
3: think that that's definitely, yeah. I mean, they also still have the tag titles. So. Yeah. And then in the main event,
2: no DQ match. Jun Kasai and Masashi Takeda defeated Ryuchi Kawakami and Hayato Tamura in 21-21 with the cross-arm uh, stimulation from Kasai on Kawakami. Paul, I am of two mm-hmm. minds of this. Uh, it, it started off as a tr- your normal hardcore match with lots mm-hmm. of blood and everything. And then I thought the last few minutes were really great. But I don't know how I feel about <laughs> this kind of match and great,
3: honestly. To be quite... I don't
2: know. That's the feeling I, I mean, got.
3: I also really like kind of the final minutes of the match. I know a lot match. of people who
2: liked it a lot, though.
3: I was a little bit disappointed with the early portion of the match simply because people sold that yes, as like the was... hardcore match and it didn't yeah. go far enough for me. That was my issue with it. Oh, yes. really? Are you expecting light like, I'm, I'm yeah. a death match guy. I fucking, like, I was like, oh, this is fucking Kasai and Takeda and I'm just going to grab some light. Like, we're going to see people go into like a bed of light tubes and going to see a lot more blood Whereas than we did. Early on, it was
2: just like, the freedoms team stomping yes. them and cutting them yes. it wasn't like. I mean, they
3: were really dominant for or. a good chunk of the match until like the final minutes yep. when when it was a bit more of a back and forth. And I actually liked that part a lot more.
2: Oh yeah, the, the final three minutes yeah. were great. Um, and I'm not anti-death match, but I just didn't think that fits in <laughs> to what great is.
3: Now, to be fair, one of the aspect, one of the reasons why I liked this show so much was because it was such a like buffet of wrestling because he pretty much had like every single style of wrestling like being represented on the show including like hardcore deathmatch style so i think if you're doing a show like that i think it is fine to have a deathmatch like this but overall i yeah, i don't think it would fit in great but i definitely think it's fine if you do it like this as like a like special attraction basically
2: okay yeah uh, although i'm actually not against uh, bringing back to Takeda and putting him in a deck. Oh UW- God, yeah, no, absolutely. Match, actually.
3: Or if you actually do like a combination of the two, you do like a UWF-style hardcore match where you just... No, it's basically, it's a uwf match but with light tubes. I don't
2: know, okay. Uh, I, you'd have to like do the rules in such a way that it makes sense because I feel like hardcore and then, then the main gist of the UWF uh, style would sort of come into conflict I uh, just put the light
3: tube you just basically replace the ropes with light tubes and then do it that way oh
2: okay oh and so instead of losing points you just run out of rope breaks because
3: the light tubes are exactly. all destroyed <laughs> and then the gla- and then you basically do grappling on a floor covered in glass okay <laughs> this is
2: uh you should uh, email Jun Kasai right now I'm you gonna to email
3: like Takeda because he probably would be all over that yeah
2: oh yeah um I would say if something like that happened it would be more likely to actually be tried in freedoms first before it goes <laughs> anywhere else yeah why not all right so that's great uh but it was yes, a good show I,
3: I thought this was uh, an excellent absolutely. show like just because there were like so many different styles of matches like you had like the UWF ones you had like the crazy lucha match with Bandido and Commander you had like the excellent singles match between uh, Izuchi and Ishida, and then you had like the hardcore match at the end of it like I think like if you've never seen a great show, I think this is like an excellent like jumping off point to be honest I feel
2: like they have um I'm not going to say they lost all momentum over the summer, but it just felt like there was a dip, but I feel like they've regained
3: some Yes, after the show. I think this is definitely like the most burst the promotion has gotten because I think otherwise really the biggest buzz in their promotion have been like a Lindemann title matches and not much else.
2: The big thing before this, I thought, was Irie versus
3: Lindemann. And now I think you kind of, you have like Izuchi versus Ishida. And then I think just this show in general.
2: Yep, for sure. And then, yeah, because they got a lot of shows coming up. They got what, I think, Tokyo Dome City Hall at the end of the year, or is it like January 1st or something like that? Yeah, something like that. so either like on New Year's Eve or the thirtieth or New Year's Day or something like that. Uh, so that'll be something to look mm-hmm. forward to. And I guess we'll probably cover that, assuming it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Again. I mean,
3: they always are. Like, I don't think they've announced anything about them having any kind of streaming. Service. I guess the
2: only show they, the only show they had on New Japan World Pay Per View was the one with uh, Doki, yeah. right? With yeah. the main event. So, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, it. Yeah, I think. Maybe I could see them wanting to do their own streaming service eventually, but I think the YouTube stuff is really helping them build an audience. Yeah,
3: definitely. I think for now that's like the best solution for them instead of just making their own like bespoke streaming service and then, I don't know, getting like a fraction of the people that watch you on YouTube right now. Like, because I don't think if they made their own streaming service, I don't think they would like break even on that.
2: No, but if they even if they were doing what your are casting pay-per-views or what Nico the stuff Nico, that Shima filmed on have... his iPad. Oh yeah, that's right. They wouldn't have half the buzz yeah.
3: they do. So I think this really helps them, and like because I think right now their goal should be like getting people into the building, and I think like that should be the first priority in building an audience like might be interested in coming to your shows by like showing like the stuff on YouTube, basically showing them like, hey, yeah, this is fun watching it on the screen, but it probably would be more fun if you're there live.
2: Definitely, for sure. So, yeah, uh, we will, uh, I think, do more great coverage from here on yeah. out. Paul, any final thoughts on anything?
3: Uh, not much, but yeah, as I said, like I think we're going to cover like a lot more, like, like I was only half joking when I said this is a great podcast now. So uh, <laughs> I definitely think like they deserve like a lot more of our attention and, uh, probably going to give it to them going forward.
2: Definitely. All right. And so we'll be back in, I guess, two weeks time, cause we'll have the big all Japan shows and then we will have the return. Oh, uh, to Ariyaki Coliseum, which we forgot to mention. We'll have cheering.
3: Yes. That is going to be a massive so difference.
2: We will see how over Kaido
3: Kiyomiya is. <laughs> so who do you think is over more Ninja Mac or Kaito Kiyomiya?
2: Uh, we'll yeah. finally find out <laughs> who really drew that 689 record at all. <laughs> all right. For Paul Vosch, I'm Gerard DiTrolio, and we'll see you in two weeks.